Well, hello, and welcome to the Messy Marriage Podcast with Matt and Kara. So um, we're at part three of our series called Love and Alcohol. And if you haven't listened to part one and two, then please push pause right now. Go give those a listen, obviously starting with one and two. And um, otherwise, you might be kind of lost because there's a lot yeah. to unpack there. So Definitely. Go listen to those. Yep. Um, so yeah, but where we left off, yes. we were kind of talking about you or you were talking about you and, uh, yes, <laughs> sounds so self-involved. <laughs> no, I really, it's really not. But, um, yeah, you kind of had this moment, um, where you realized mentally and physically you were having these issues and it was just like, you couldn't keep hanging on to, to this addiction yeah and before we get like really into it I just want everybody to know me and Matt are exhausted so hopefully we don't have too many like brain farts yeah it uh, was a heck of a day yesterday yeah really really actually a heck of a night like yeah. we won't get into it but literally the worst ever uh kind of traumatic actually so yeah but I don't want to like put a rain cloud <laughs> over this episode, so we won't talk about that. But anyways, hopefully our brains like, uh, you know, are uh, with it enough to have a coherent conversation yeah. here. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we left off there uh, talking about um, just kind of, I guess, the turning point um, with where I was... Um, and me wanting to just kind of, I, we were walking around the soccer field there, letting our kids play at the park and beautiful summer evening. And it was like the perfect evening and yeah. you were feeling like, my gosh, everything's perfect. My kids are happy. They're playing. The birds are chirping. Like yeah. the sun is out. But it's I'm a miserable. But you were miserable. I was yeah. miserable. Um, I was really dealing with a lot of physical issues, some stomach problems. Um, I couldn't like eat without just feeling sick to my stomach, like most of the time. And I was having depression and a lot of anxiety, a lot of anxiety, uh, like it was debilitating anxiety. So I just wasn't even functioning. Like I couldn't, I mean, if I had had a full-time job, I don't know how I would have gone to work and done that. I don't think you could have. I mean, yeah. I guess you can kind of see how some people that have really deep issues with alcohol like get into like uppers during the right. day. <laughs> Bumping you know? some cocaine or something. Yeah. yeah, or like, I don't know, Adderall, Adderall or something. Yeah. Of course, with my anxiety, I probably would have died if I did that. But <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, so I, I mean... We, the first two episodes were really heavy. We talked about a lot of our struggles and, um, yeah, we did. You know, I was thinking about that earlier this week about all the stories we told on those first two episodes. Yeah. And I was like, my gosh, I still feel like we didn't even barely scratch the surface. We just barely scratched the surface. There was so much. I know. But we, we, we can't, you know, sit here and talk about every single bad and thing And then there happened. was this. Yeah. And this mortifying <laughs> thing happened. And then there was another horrible thing. But you guys probably got the gist. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I guess I'm trying to remember, um, like, what, I mean, I don't think I just, like, 
quit drinking like that day, but I can't really remember exactly what happened. I know that. Yeah. You know, I, I remember you being obviously like it was, maybe a turning, I did. It was a turning point, And I think you tried to quit really, really soon after that. Like, yeah. like you were just like, got to the point where I, was that when you talked to, um, the naturopath and she was like, Oh yes. You, okay. Uh, yeah. Y- yeah. She kind of said, well, so, can you do 30 days? I had been going to a naturopath doctor cause for me, the regular doctors didn't help. Um, they just gave us pills. <laughs> they just put me on an antidepressant and yeah. an anti-anxiety and, and stuff. Of course I wasn't super honest either, but I don't think they could have done much. Like there's only so much like that type of medicine can help. And then you kind of have to go searching for other, um, areas. But anyways, I had started going to naturopath doctor and, uh, which we couldn't afford really. I mean, it was, she was so sweet. She, She worked with us, but yeah, she worked with us. It was like, we could pay in increments and stuff, but, um, I had started seeing her like, I don't know, a few months prior, maybe, mm-hmm. or maybe it was a while prior. It, it had I been can't remember. Probably six months you've been seeing her off and on, but more with like depression, anxiety, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So I basically would just go into her office and uh, tell her like what was going on. And she would kind of give me some herbs to help with certain things. And we kind of just hit and miss with the herbs like okay this one works good this one's not doing anything or maybe we need up the dose here whatever and I remember going um and just telling her like I think I need to quit drinking and um and I and I was really like fixated like am I an alcoholic like yeah you got really hung up on that I was super hung up like I needed to decide if I was an alcoholic and because if I was an alcoholic, then I then I should probably quit. And, and then if I am an alcoholic, I need to go to AA. And 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 like I had like that's how my brain works, anyways. Right. You know that. Oh like, yeah. And um, hence the reason I was addicted to alcohol because it shuts all of that <laughs> like off. Yeah, you like to turn the switch <laughs> off. That's for it, sure. at least in the moment it does, and then it makes it way worse later. But um, and so I remember going into her and doing that. She was like, uh. Yeah, she gave me some pretty good advice. She was like, I think you need to, like, take the labels off. Right. What if you just start out with um, just a month? Could you quit for a month? And I was like, yeah, I could quit for a month. Because, I mean, maybe, like, two years prior, if you'd asked me, could I quit for a month? I'd be like, hell no, I can't right. quit for a month. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'll die. Yeah. But um, uh, by that point, I had just thought, so hard about a life without alcohol because if I'm an alcoholic, I have to not ever drink again and blah, 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 yeah. all this stuff. And so she said that and I was like, yeah, I could do that. And, um, and so anyways, that's what I started with just right. a month. Right. And so I don't want to just like talk this whole time. Cause I feel like yeah. I talk too much and you need to talk and stuff. <laughs> but, um, so I did start with a month and, yeah, you uh, did. and, uh, that kind of, you know, Um, and I'll talk about kind of where I was at, but when she was kind of like, let's take the labels off, like, you don't need to think about, am I an alcoholic? Am I not an alcoholic? Like, cause you were kind of doing some like mental gymnastics trying to figure out. Which is actually hindering me from taking any steps forward. And and so you were kind of going around in circles, staying in the same place because it's like, well, I don't want to go to AA and be that person. And 
I have a disease, it's alcoholism, blah, blah. You, you just like, you, you, you were in the pursuit of happiness for your life. You just wanted to yeah. be happy. And I think that was really important for you to I not don't have a label. I want to knock the people that no, need that. No. Because some people that works really good for them and they need that. And they, oh, 100%. They, we've, met, we've met those people. Yep. Yep. So no problem there for no, people no judgment. That, that works. But it, it just wasn't working for you. Right. Yeah. I, it was hindering me from making that step. Right. So, um, and so that month led into basically a year of sobriety for me. Yeah. Um, because I started feeling a little bit better. Right. And so that, that did lead into a year of sobriety for you, but that was for you, not for me. Right. So, <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's important. This is a marriage podcast. So yeah. like, we want to not just talk about what it is to deal with addiction, but to deal with addiction as a couple, as a because couple. that's yep. really hard. It's, it's hard, but it's also good if you can come out it together, right? Because, um, then you have this shared yeah. bond and you're doing this, you're fighting this battle together, but right. where were you at? But, but yeah, so yeah. So I, we definitely were not on the same page. No. I, but, but in, you know, on my end, I was like, I really see what it's doing to you. Physically, you were having so many symptoms. Mentally, I just knew it was tearing you up. But I wasn't really ready to be like, well, I have to admit, you know, what it's doing to me. Mm -hmm. Right. But I was, I, the best I could in the position I was at at the time, I was trying to support you in that. Yeah. So there, there were some things you did to support me. Yeah. And then there were some things that, we're not very supportive. Right. So. so what were those things? <laughs> so, yeah, well, I definitely like supported you. We had a lot of conversations. Um, I tried to be as encouraging as I could be, um, with where I was at, you know, and, um, you know, obviously like, can I just say something though? Well, you kind of fought me on me getting sober for a while. That, that was well, something. Yeah. Th I think that was before that moment though. Oh, it was. Yeah. I'm just saying that like, I, I was having a lot of those physical things and you were like, Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's not the alcohol. Well, Yeah. I, I would always be like, well, it's not the alcohol. You probably just have some, but that was, that stemmed from, I think your that, that unwillingness stemmed, yeah, to that wanna... stemmed from me being like, well, I'm not having these things. So it can't be the alcohol. Right. Right. But we're two different people yeah. with two different body chemistries and yeah. makeups. But, um, but yeah, I, I definitely, took a turn before that moment of trying to convince you otherwise. But once, once you hit that point, you know, I kind of switched gears and realized that was what was best for you was to try, try to. Yeah. Cause you saw me up. doing better. Cause I, I saw once you started down that like first 30 days, you know, it wasn't all, you know, uh, you know, fairies and butterflies, but, but you started getting better and it wasn't easy. Yeah. And it wasn't easy. It was really hard. But as far as where I was at, it was like, I was like, okay, well, you know, I definitely cut out for the most part, like the hard liquor, you know, <laughs> but, uh, I was like, still, you know, I, I had to have some beer, you know, every night. Like, you know, I think I still had, gosh, well, I told the doctor I still had, <laughs> At well, least, I told, the I told the doctor four or five beers a night. I was like, um, yeah, you know, I have four or five beers a night and this is the same, uh, naturopath you were seeing. We both yeah. saw her and she's like, how do you feel about that? I was, do you feel guilty about that? And I was like, 
no, I feel fine. Like, you know, I'm doing better. So, you know, four or five beers a night. Well, in all reality, that was probably like seven or eight, yeah. you know, um, for me. And I still remember days where I would grab like a double of whiskey on the way home from work, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, so I, I still was trying to, to have my cake and eat it too. Yeah. In the sense of like, I'm over here, but I'm supporting you and your sobriety journey, yeah. but I'm still over here a hundred percent not sober. And you weren't feeling good either. And I, and I wasn't feeling good. You never got to the point. I mean, you weren't quite as bad as I was, but yeah, I'd never yeah. had like, probably cause I weigh like at least 50 pounds more than you and I'm a male. And so you don't have all the hormones. I don't have as many of the hormones raging through my body, but yeah, I never got hit as hard with those kind of, uh, symptoms, but I was, I was definitely a, a stubborn mule. But you had um, anxiety. You were going to the naturopath. Yeah, for but anxiety. I was. Yeah, I actually, mm -hmm. again, like you did, started going to her because I was having anxiety, and I sure as heck wasn't going to go back to pills and a mm -hmm. regular doctor because I knew that was the only option basically with them. Right. So you know, I started actually taking some supplements and doing some things um, that that she had recommended, but it wasn't. You know, it's kind of like, oh, take this uh, this medicine for, uh, you know, whatever, doing chemotherapy for, for lung cancer, but you're still smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it wasn't having the full effect it could have mm -hmm. if I would have just gone sober with you. But that was about a year of, uh, me drinking almost every day still. And you trying not to drink at all. And, you know, every now and then, like on a rough day, like you'd, you'd have a few sips of my beer mm -hmm. or whatever, but it wasn't literally like a few, like sips. just a few sips. Yeah. And I remember at one point, like I was drinking light beer, trying to be a good boy, you know, well, at mm -hmm. least it's light beer. <laughs> and you had had like not even half of one of my beers and you're like, man, I am feeling that. And yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, because it had been like months yeah, since I drank. Yeah, because it had been months since And I lost quite a bit of weight in that time because mm -hmm. I was also having so many issues with anxiety and adrenal and your fatigue. your appetite. That, um, yeah, my appetite wasn't 100% back to good, but it was a lot better. Um, so I was pretty skinny. And so, yeah, I was like a lightweight, yeah, so you were which a lightweight. is so not me. I was no. like never a lightweight so no, you could drink me under the table sometimes. I just had a lot of anxiety, I remember. And so it was really, really, for me, I know a lot of people, well, not a lot, but I've heard people that get sober and they have partners that aren't sober. And I don't know, it doesn't seem to bother them that much, but it's hard. I it think it is hard. It made it way harder for me. Because I would see you drinking and I had, I was still battling with anxiety, which I didn't realize at the time was just because I kind of maxed out my adrenals, like, which I yeah. mean, doctors will say that's not a thing. It's got like, you can look it up. It's, it's a thing. <laughs> I believe it's a thing. I might not even be saying it right. It might not actually be your adrenals, but it's something along those lines and um, basically your cortisol levels, your stress hormones get really out of whack. And that's what I was dealing with. So that first year, um, even though I'd quit drinking, I was still really anxious a lot, which made it harder to stay sober because, 
um, obviously when you're anxious and you're stressed, you just kind of want something to soothe that and stuff. Um, so I'm saying this to say that if you are, uh, someone that struggles with mental health, like addressing that, figuring out what's going on physically there. Um, some people like medication works like just regular old Prozac Prozac or whatever. Um, for me it didn't. Um, but I would, I would encourage you to find out, like go to a naturopath and find out what's going on physically, because if you address that physical thing that's off, then you can start to not be like driven towards that drug or alcohol, like to, uh, basically self-medicate yeah yeah and I think the important thing too about the naturopath route because we did both we did you you know just your regular clinical doctor and we did the naturopath and they tend to address like mental things as well the naturopath yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and not with pills but like you know recognizing trauma your traumas or, or whatever yeah right and some of the yeah. stuff i wasn't into like yeah some of it was a little woo woo i was like I'm, I'm never doing that again don't make me do that thing <laughs> that you made me do last time yeah. <laughs> i was here <laughs> oh man but i really liked the herbs um yeah. because she put me on some herbs to help balance my cortisol levels out and she did you too me she too. she yeah. put you on those too and um i mean i take like i am religious about my I pills. know. I have. I always tease you because you have like so many pills that you take. I'm like, it's it's like looking at a you know 80 year old's pill box case. I know, <laughs> but it's all just like it's like a really high dose of like fish oils mm-hmm. and herbs that calm down your cortisol levels right. and and help balance your hormones. My hormones were way out of whack. Like they I were. was having a period every like two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah. And one time, a week and a half. A week and a half. That was crazy. <laughs> and yeah. I was having horrible PMS. And um, yeah, it was. So I do a lot of stuff. I take um, I take a lot of pills. And, and I like the thing with natural stuff is you have to be really good about it. You and you have to. Have to it's all about the yeah. dose. Like there was stuff that um, I, I took in the beginning and I didn't take a high enough dose of it. Cause it's like natural and right. you know, it's all about, you know, just getting that right dose. Like for instance, fish oil, like I was like, okay, I'll take fish oil. I hear it's like great for your cortisol levels and all this. And that was one of the things she put me on, but even she didn't put me on a high enough dose. Right. And then I started Googling it and like looking up and it was like, no, I need to be taking like three times this amount. Started taking it and it was like, oh my gosh, this is making me feel better. Yeah. You know? And just all kinds of stuff. So I could go on forever about that, but this oh, is sure. not like a, yeah, we're not doctors. This, we're not giving <laughs> not medical like, advice. Dr. Kara here. So. And also on that note, you know, Googling stuff and then we'll get kind of back to, yeah. to what we were talking about. But Googling things was, <laughs> Are you gonna? <laughs> it was our best friend and our worst enemy. Oh my gosh. Because, you know, we had so many sleepless nights and you would Google, you would Google things you know, about, oh, you know, I, I just got off of Xanax and I've been drinking like, you know, whatever. And you would run a, run across some thread on some Google, forum. some forum <laughs> and somebody's husband whose name was swim, 
like yeah. had had drank you know two liters of whiskey and taken four Xanax and he still couldn't sleep and he was stomping around the yeah. house like a gorilla. I, st- I still can't and sleep. He, s- he still couldn't sleep and so you like Google is like such a dangerous rabbit hole sometimes. It, yeah, you have to be careful. Like definitely don't go on WebMD. Yeah, WebMD. Yeah. Because I was convinced I was dying. Yeah, I times. was too. I was like, well, I have a brain tumor and yep. uh, kidney failure and I'm I'm basically dead in a week. Yeah. <laughs> It was, uh, but it was, it was really quite the journey though. Like I forget sometimes of figuring out some of our physical things that were going on. And, and a lot of that is on you. A lot of that is on you to do your own research as well and in concert with your doctor or your naturopath, because every human is different. We all have different body makeups and chemical balances and whatever. So, yeah, I think, you know, you got to do your own research, but, you know, some of those things as well as you're Googling, they're not worth your time. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big researcher and so I did a lot, a lot of reading and stuff and, um, yeah, I had a friend too that went through, uh, some of the similar stuff. Oh yeah. I remember that. And so she gave me some tips as well and we kind of fed each other info back and forth and stuff um friends are great that are going through the same thing or if they have in the past gone through it or if they've gone through it in the past yeah yeah. like keep those people close to you because um that's so nice yeah and 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 you really know um who you can trust and listen to because they're actually really eager to help you eager Mm -hmm. to give you information and tips yeah as you are now with other people so i'll type like a novel to somebody if they ask me like a question and they'll just text you a thumbs up and i'm like dude it took me like five hours to write that (laughs) (laughs) but you know back to what we were talking about as far as like you know so the the sobriety journey and not right we weren't on the same page at all and like, that's a big, important question. Like, yeah. what do you do when you're married and you aren't on the same page? Right. What does that look like? Like, it's not fun. It's not fun. It definitely wasn't. It really caused a lot of problems for us. It, it caused a lot of problems. And I remember you even coming to me being like, you know, I mean, it would just be so much easier if you were doing this with me. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, yeah, I know. I guess it would, but I'm not. <laughs> well, you weren't. I, I wasn't that blunt, but, you know, I would beat around the bush, you know, yeah. and, and talk about some of those couples probably that, that do have a relationship where one's sober and one's not, and they make it work somehow. And, you know, in my fantasy world, I thought maybe that was a possibility. But Did you really think you would be drinking the rest of your life and I wouldn't, though? Like, No, I didn't. I mean, obviously, at one point, I think we mentioned in the podcast, I... I was uh, worried about getting alcohol once I'm in a nursing home. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it was, uh, you know, it goes back to a little bit of the denial that I tend to try to live in sometimes and definitely was living in back then, you know, that, oh, well, she can do her thing. I can do my thing. And, and there'll be no consequences. You One know. thing, though, you were really worried about was your ability to go to the job you did not like and come home and not drink. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I, I really was not enjoying my job at the time. Um, in construction, a lot of it, hard labor done by me, 
you yeah. know, I'm not, I'm not subcontracting for the most part, having other people do it. Yeah. And I remember calling you one time cause we had been having this conversation a back and forth about, you know, you being sober, me not. And I remember calling you on my way home from work and I had had a, just a crappy day. And I was like, this is why people in this line of work have to drink. Yeah. Like, like it's just, it's so hard on your body. It's hard on your, your mind, like the stress aspect of it. And, and, you know, I was basically trying to tell you, I don't have a choice as long as I'm doing what I'm doing. Right. And I kind of actually understood that. Yeah. I was kind of like, yeah, that's true. Your job sucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you do that. But then again, like motherhood's pretty yeah. hard as well. So Yeah. And it was a little selfish of me to, to do that, knowing that you're at home doing a hard job, raising kids, homeschooling kids, running a, a, a household, and you're doing all of that sober right for the most part and i'm sitting here complaining about you know i don't know I, I guess it just boils down to i was trying to be selfish so i could justify continuing on it just boils down to like you make excuses when making you're not excuses because i to, wasn't ready yeah yeah i mean i did that for years i thought like i thought i couldn't possibly be a stay-at-home mom right or even just deal with motherhood in general and be sober yeah. And it turns out like actually it once you get over that initial like I would say the first 6 months is the hardest, you know. But once you get over that initial like period of time where you're getting used to being sober, you know, it like becomes easier cuz you're not you're not like hung over and you you feel right. better and and you start to see the good things and you know how life. to deal with your emotions and better deal with your you've feelings. learned how to do yeah. that instead of just flip out like at every right. thing that happens right. you know yeah that reminds me of um a couple of things one if you guys haven't seen that movie and you have addiction problems or have um what's that movie 28 days 28 days with uh, sandra bullock oh, i love that movie yeah and uh so good. There's a scene in that movie where uh, Steve Buscemi is the kind of the head counselor yeah. at the rehab facility. Uh -huh. And he's talking about his past addictions. And he said, he, I, I can't memorize, I don't have it memorized, but he had a line where he said um, he would wake up and he would decide not to drink that day. Yeah. Or not to do drugs that day. And then he something would, eat, would happen. Something would happen. Or, or nothing would happen at all mm -hmm. and he would still choose to drink. Yep. So, so he sums it up by saying like, whether it was a bad day or nothing bad happened at all, there was always a reason he would, there was always a reason. Yep. To, and to, that is so yeah. right on. Yeah. So check that movie out if you guys haven't, haven't yeah. seen it. I watched that movie like a million, <laughs> actually now that you're saying it, I yeah. want to watch it again, but I know me too. Uh, I watched that movie so much like, yeah. <laughs> beginning of like that first year especially yeah, yeah um and you were like why are you watching this again like because you were still drinking because i'm still drinking <laughs> and i i think i would say that because it would make me feel guilty yeah. on some level because it does because convict because your a lot a of those bit. things in yeah. that movie really ring true when you're an addict whether yeah. you're a former addict or you know in the middle of it and so it would bring up a lot of conviction for me yeah yeah yeah, and I watched it before I right. decided to get sober too, and it was the same way. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good line. I, I forgot about that, but that's good. Um, 
Yeah. So we were fighting like all the time and it was, um, it, it was, it was hard because, uh, we were not on the same page. And so then after my year of sobriety, um, I, I remember I kind of slowly started creeping back into like, I mean, it had been a year and I, I felt like I felt like, Oh, I'm not addicted anymore. I don't have those. You, you felt like you had conquered that. Yeah. I conquered that. Yeah. And so, and it was so like hard cause we would go on dates or whatever and you'd have a beer and I would have like my nothing, my water. You have, <laughs> you, you, I mean, sometimes you get like a mocktail, Yeah. some non-alcoholic yeah. thing. And, uh, and it was harder doing that watching you. Um, right. and so, um, yeah, I just kind of slowly started drinking again. Like it was like, it was like, I'm just going to have like a beer. Like I'm just gonna have a beer. And so it, it was kind of like a slow creep because I remember it being kind of like, how do I explain this? It was kind of like you were kind of coming back to my, my way of doing things. Yeah. But I didn't want to be the person responsible for you drinking again every day. So I think that's one when uh, some of those other rules that we talked about last time came in where it was like, well, let's just, we'll just drink on the weekends. You weren't drinking during the week at that point when I started right. drinking again. Oh, that, that's what it was. You had okay. stopped doing that I, for a while. That's right. I had committed And you had to, actually gotten uh, like better with some of your health things. Like your anxiety had gotten a little bit better. My anxiety and all that. Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, at one point, that's right, because I had stopped drinking during the week and I ended up losing like five or 10 pounds, like 10 pounds, yeah. it was 10 pounds. And we were at the gym and they had that like, um, big piece of fake fat. Oh yeah. That, that's like, looks and like what 10 pounds of yeah. fat looks like. like. And, Man, you and you post, this much. yeah. Yeah. And so I was kind of right. proud of myself. I was kind of seeing some progress on my end, you know, as you well. You felt better during the week and, and stuff. Um, yeah but you were still drinking on the weekend. So I was like, yeah, I just, I don't know, started with like, I'm going to have like a beer. Um, I believe it was a blue moon, a blue moon. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and then that just started, you know, it's one of those things where it's like a few months and you're just having a beer every now and then. And you think it's like, Hey, this is no big deal. I, I have conquered my demons and everything, but it just slowly started creeping back in. And yeah. it, and of course, like your, your, um, tolerance starts building right back up. And so it was like, Oh, well I can't just have a beer and feel, uh, like relax. Feel the way I did last week because and yeah. Even though I was only drinking on the weekends there for a while, mm -hmm. I still was building tolerance, which is right. doing that. So of course my little addictive personality came into play there. And I was like, uh, yeah. And, and then it was like, fast forward, what a year and a half or at least two a year, years, year and a half. I think yeah. it had been two years. And, and we went back and forth d during that time. We did fighting. Cause I was like, this is not good. I'm going right back into what I'm doing. And, and, I, and I would be like, babe, babe, you're not like, you're so much better than what you were. Yeah. Like, look, you found some balance. Yeah. You were, you were like just trying to encourage me, right. Uh, that I, I was fine, even though I wasn't, I was falling right back into, and then you I were know. too, because now we were drinking together. And again. then we were drinking together, which we fed into each other's like, yeah. you know, it got to the point where it was like a Tuesday and it would be like, 
oh, today was such a bad day. Yeah, and we and just find reasons. We would drive why. down to the town and yeah. pick up some whiskey or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and I knew, like, oh, I just, like, I can feel that right now, just, like, thinking about it, like, that frustration of knowing I was not doing something that was, like, making me happy again. Right. And um, yet I still, like, was, like, I'm, but I'm, I feel like I need this now again. And yeah, so it got to the point where I, I guess I wouldn't say you were physically addicted to alcohol again. No, I wasn't physically. But but you, you I were, was emotionally. You for were sure. emotionally addicted to yeah. it again, and you like it, it. It slowly became that thing you wanted to turn to almost on a daily basis. Yeah. To combat your stress and yep. your anxiety, and, and all then those you things. were drinking more again too. And then I was and drinking so, more again. Um, yeah. Yeah, we were like just not real great influences on each other. And, um, and then I think it got to the point where we, uh, we would have like a drink, like a single or double of whiskey on like, I don't know, like 12 or one o'clock on a Saturday, which is something we swore we would never do again. Yeah. And that was like, that took us right back to like the worst times. And we were like, what? Okay. So not right away, but it was like maybe a month or two later. It was a month or two of doing that. And and we, it kind of like, it's so funny because when you're doing it, it it was like, I was totally blinded to the fact that I was doing something that we were doing something that we kind of swore we would never do again. Right. And then, and then it was like, you kind of wake up one morning and you're like, am I really this person again? Like I've yeah. gotten, uh, like I'm almost right back to, to yeah. where, you know, one of the worst times of my life. And was. that's the time when I think you start kind of waking up because you were like, that was a big turning point. Yeah. For me. You were yeah. like, Oh wow. I thought we were over this. Right. And, uh, yeah. And, and I realized I, as always, I think you're the one that brought it up, but I was like, you know, yeah, I've, been thinking that like I've been feeling really bad that that we went from in our worst days we made a, a solemn oath to never yeah <laughs> drink it you know in the mornings or in the afternoons yeah. again you know in, in a in a effort to get better and right now we're in an effort where we're supposedly better than what we were yet we're doing that thing that very thing that mm-hmm. we said we would never do again yeah so um, it came f- full circle. Yeah. So I think it was uh, not too long after that. And um, and and then we kind of like had our our wake up. Yeah. Call like, you know, this it, last time. Yeah. This last time. And so that was uh, February. February this year. 15th. 2020. February 15th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2020. We kind of woke up after one of those days, I think, of, of doing something similar to that as far as drinking. And I'm pretty sure we had fought pretty bad the night before, too. Yeah, that was always, like, drinking was always coupled with fights. Yeah. And we were like, what, what, well, you were like, you know, what, what are we doing? Like, yeah. Like, I don't really honestly remember. I, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't remember. Do I just remember. You just basically being like, are we really going to do this again? You know, like keep going down this road again and again and again. And it was like, you know, I mean, look at us. Like when we drink, we fight, Like you know, and, and my physical issues had 
been getting worse. I was, I was like, and, okay, I'm done. And you were like, basically like, you're done. And I was like, I'm done. I, I had thought about it a long, a while and, yeah. and I knew that it was getting right back to that point. Right. And honestly, the kids were the biggest driving force for me. I was like, I'm not doing that to my kids again. Yeah. And that was the other thing. I forgot about that. We were realizing cause our kids were much older at this point. Yep much more aware we were hiding the drinking a lot more yeah we were hiding it and but you know kids they won't listen to you when you want them to listen to you and they won't see things that you (laughs) that you want them to see right but they see and listen to everything else yep Mm -hmm. and uh so so they were keenly aware and um and they didn't like it we could tell they didn't like it they didn't like when we were drinking yeah and so yeah that's interesting because you know, obviously it drove a wedge between me and me and you cause we fought more, but it, there was definitely a wedge between us and the kids. Like we weren't doing things. We were just not having fun as a family either. Yeah. Yeah. Cause For, I mean, we would just get our drinks and we'd have those and we'd, and we'd be hide all in, buzzy we'd and hide then, in the bedroom and then we'd just go be slugs in the bedroom watching yeah. TV mm-hmm. and you know, uh, nothing wrong with watching TV and being a slug, but that no. was just like our, uh, like go to all the time. We were just zoned out. Like we weren't laughing with them as much. We weren't playing with them as much. We weren't, you know, um, I don't know. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, and so I remember I, I quit first and, and it was like two days later. (laughs) It was like two days later. Yeah. Right. It, It wasn't long. It was, it was just a couple of days later. Yeah. It was only like two days later and you were like, all right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do this too. Yeah. And, and then of course, you know, just me and Matt, the way we view things is just so different sometimes. Like we're just opposites, like, and, uh, that can be a good thing and it can also create fights sometimes, but, um, you did not want to put a label on anything, like not even close to any labels. No, I didn't. And I was like the opposite. I was like, we have to label this. We are sober forever. Yeah. And you were like, I can't look at it that way. I have to take it like moment by moment. And looking back on that, I could see your point of view, but I can also still see mine a little bit because I could see yours as in, yes, if that's what you needed, that's what you should have done. Yeah, that's right. But I needed, I was scared you were going to renege and then I was going to be stuck right back in the same position of fighting this thing by myself. And I, I remember th- even that, uh, funny enough, caused some fights because you would come to me and say, I just need to know. Like, I can't I can't sit here wondering day by day if you're in this with me or if you're not. Like, I need to know you're in this for the long haul. And I'd be like, I get where you're coming from. But, like, the way my brain works is, like, I just have to take it one day at a time. And that kind of irritated you because you wanted like... I wanted like concrete. It's almost like, it was almost like, you know, when the girlfriend wants to know, well, you're going to ask me at some point to marry me, right? Yeah. Like she just wants to know like this relationship. this is going somewhere, This is going somewhere, right? (laughs) Yeah. And and so, so I, like in hindsight, it's, it's funny, but it's like, I, so I can see where you're, you were coming from, but at the same time... We were both being way too far in the one direction, Yeah, probably. yeah. I was way off in the other direction. And like, I was so far in the, uh, like, I need you to, like, label yeah. this and we need to set it in stone. Yeah, and, you're like... You know, everything. We, we need to uh, cut our hands and shake in blood and, yeah. and make this a thing. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but, That's uh, probably true, though. Uh, you probably would have done it. No, but... Uh, but you did eventually get to the point I, I where... I did eventually get to the point where I admitted 
and this was kind of big for me because I don't think even like in my worst times I ever wanted to admit that I had a problem, you know? Mm. And I got to the point where I was like, I, here, here's what it is. Once you take a step back from it, for me, once I could t- take a step back from it, I realized everything that it had taken from me. Mm. And I'm not talking about, you know, some people say it took my family and it took my wife and I'm divorced. I'm, I'm just talking about quality of life, right? Like all the little things, like the things we talked about being engaged with the kids. And, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm a very engaged dad. You know, I lo- love playing with the kids. Like we'll go have, you know, we'll go play music together. We used to have a lot of Nerf gun battles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten to the point where I wasn't making time for any of that, you know? And, and so, go ahead. It also kept us from dealing with a lot of our uh, past problems. Yeah. Um, if you haven't listened to the terrible, awful, that explains it yeah. all. Um, it's a two part. Yeah. There, there'd been an affair like 10 years prior yeah. or nine years prior. And we had not really dealt with a lot of that emotionally because we weren't dealing with emotions in general. Right. So I feel like, uh, when we got sober and of course you don't deal with all these things right away, there seems like so many things that come out when you get sober that's yeah. like, oh my gosh, one thing after another we got to deal with because you right. stacked them all up for years. <laughs> um, that's not to like discourage people from getting sober. You just take them one thing at a time. It's just like one little step at a time and stuff. And um, and you don't deal with those things the first several months. You just you just you just eat candy and you watch TV ice and cream. you just you just stay sober those first few <laughs> yeah, months. Like like you just be kind to yourself. Yeah, I was and, thinking of, of that before the podcast about um, all those things we used to do just to like stay sober one day at a time, and uh, like yes. And we still do have drawers full of candy next to our bed. We do, but we don't eat but, it very but we often. We don't eat it near as much now, but it was like bowls of ice cream at night, um, eating candy. Sour Patch Kids is one of my favorites. Um, some people smoke cigarettes. Some people smoke cigarettes. Uh, I definitely didn't want to get into another habit no, no. like and stuff. Um, but I the, had done that in the past. Yeah, but I had snuck off and I know. <laughs> done that. But I had too. But there, there was all those things that we had to do. I mean, watching insane amounts of television. Game Taking of, baths Game of was a big <laughs> one for me. Oh, yeah. Game of Thrones got us through yeah, got the us. first couple months. Yeah. And uh, taking baths every <laughs> night, uh, especially for you. But um, so... So the reason I brought that up is because, you know, those first few months, whatever you got to do to get just because you're breaking through, a habit, because you're ba- breaking that big giant habit. It's like breaking know. any habit. It's hard. Yeah. So so no judgment, you know, if you have to buy stock in Ben and Jerry's or something right? just to get through the first few months. <laughs> yeah. But um. yeah, it's like people talk about losing so much weight when they get sober. It's like, well, I might have got a little fatter. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, no, we definitely, um, we, I, I lost, I lost some weight yeah, and no, you I lost did too. some weight and, um, and whatever. But yeah, we, there, uh, some of the things that helped me and I feel like you might've not been as great at, at like utilizing things to keep you sober. Um, 
you're just like, I'm just going to white knuckle it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but some of the things that were my favorite, uh, to do was, uh, yeah. Epsom salt baths were like great hot bath, like just relaxes you and stuff at the end of the day. And, um, tea and sparkling water was a big one. Sparkling water was big. I Uh, I remember like (laughs) I could judge how bad your day had been the next morning by how many empty sparkling waters were next to your bed. It looked like I was like a sparkling water addict. (laughs) Yeah. You'd have like six cans. Half of them were still full. I remember at one point I told my mom, like the amount of money I'm spending on sparkling waters is like a lot. And she's like, who cares? She's like, at least you're not drinking. I'm like, well, that's true. (laughs) And I'm really hydrated. So Uh, yeah, that was a thing because we just wanted to have a drink in hand. That yeah. was kind yeah, of... Yeah, that that was a huge thing is just like, because, you know, during the evenings coming home from work, it was just having that beer in my hand yeah. constantly. And I made us mocktails like for the first, I don't know, month or whatever. But then we were like, we're not really mocktail kind of people. No. You know, if it's not getting you drunk, what's the point? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but some people love mocktails. Um yeah, we, we watched some great shows, and I found some really good sobriety books that helped me. You did, me. actually. You turned me on to a couple of them that yeah, I thought were good. Yeah, you read, like, a couple. Uh, the Probably one of my most favorites, just because it changes the way you think about um, drinking. Because mm-hmm. society just pushes, like, that drinking is this most amazing thing ever. And it's just like, which you don't realize that until you stop drinking, that it's everywhere on commercials and even in Target, it's like you walk around and they're pushing like the bottles of wine towards the mom areas yeah, yeah. Next and to stuff. The, next to the 24 pack of diapers, there's a, there's a rack rose of wine or, wine or rose. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was the unexpected joy of being sober. Yeah, that was a good book. Uh, that was a really good one. And I liked it because she, I mean, you know, there, there's certain things that like I kind of was like, this doesn't relate to my life, whatever, but I took what I, um, could from it. And you liked that too. And yeah, I actually listened to it while I was at work. I I listened to the audio version and, uh, yeah, she kind of, kind of breaks down that, that societal stigma around drinking. Yeah. She like highlights all the positive things. Yeah. Highlights the positives of, of, of being sober. And also she puts a, she put a ton of research into it. There's all kinds of stuff um, that just show what happened to your brain and your body. Yeah. It was, it's frankly scary to listen to that thinking like, Oh, so I had done that to my brain. Right. But then she has like positive things like of how, yeah, you can actually, uh, sober people oftentimes get smarter after they quit uh, after a period of time after they quit. I'm still waiting for that to happen. Stop. I do feel like I got smarter. Um, I feel smarter than before. Yeah. We, I can't remember anything, <laughs> but I feel smarter. Um, but yeah, she, she does a lot of just, uh, there's scientific research in there too. That's really yeah. helpful. Yeah. Th- that's a good book. Just all I about like neuro pathways and how you have to kind of create these new neuro pathways mm-hmm. and everything after you quit drinking and right. let those old ones kind of grow over. And, and that's just, that's just goes to show where it's like more time away from it, the easier it gets. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I'm kind of curious, when do you feel like, what do you think was the hardest thing? And, uh, like when did it start getting easier for you? Yeah, I think the hardest thing for me 
and this might sound really simple to, to people listening that maybe haven't gone through something like this, but the hardest thing for me initially was seeing that it was almost five o'clock and knowing that I'm not going to have a drink at five (laughs) o'clock. You know, that's, that was my traditional hour to begin. And, um, so I, I think that was hard and that goes to kind of what she was talking about in the book, as far as creating new, you know, pathways in Mm -hmm. your brain, if you will, because it, I was like a Pavlovian dog waiting Mm -hmm. for that five o'clock bell, you know, so I could have my drink. And I think that was the hardest thing, but honestly, you know, at 5.01, 5.02, then it's 5.30, then it's 6. And guess what? You know, maybe I've helped with dinner or I've sat down with the kids and done something with them or whatever. But that it's just that initial feeling that you think it's going to be this giant freaking dragon that's going to, you know, <laughs> overtake you. And in reality, it's just a paper tiger. And so if you can wait it out just for a little bit. And eat dinner. And eat dinner and keep, make sure that eat you're not hungry. some food. Yeah. Eat some food, even just a little snack, you know. Uh, being hungry, especially in That's those a beginning few yeah. months, uh, no bueno. Yeah, I agree eat, with that. Eat, rest, um, all those things. Yeah. Because if, un- uh, if you're hungry, if you're angry, uh, what are all the things? There's uh, like Stressed. Stressed. And, and that one never goes away. So I'm not sure if that, you know, stress is going to be there. The main thing for me was balancing my blood sugar. But, but yeah, the blood sugar and was a you. big one. That was yeah. a big deal. Yeah. yeah. I still have to pay attention to that. I always felt like if I could just get to dinner and eat, yeah. I felt like everything went away after that. Yeah, it pretty much did because then, then you feel like you can relax and you can go, you know, sit in bed and watch a show or something Yeah, and you're not as high as strong. Yeah. So, um, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, no worries. I mean, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. But I think getting back to like, you know, so we had all these moments, like there was a ton of moments along this journey and a lot of them look like failures. A lot of them look like, oh, well, you just almost went back to where you were at the beginning. But each of those for, for, for me anyways, was just, a a stepping stone. Mm -hmm. It was getting me a little bit higher on that path to where eventually I was able to come out the other end. Yeah. And so a lot of times like success looks like failure to everybody else, Mm -hmm. you know, but in hindsight, when you look back and you realize that you were trying, even in the, you know, like I talked about flushing the pills down the toilet, like when we like that was the absolute worst I think I ever was yeah you know I I I took that small tiny little step you know and they just build on each other and at some point when you probably least suspect it because we weren't like expecting to go sober in February it wasn't something we had planned really like it happens for you yeah you know if you wake up and that is something that you feel like you want to tackle, just do it. Yeah. Don't, don't wait, just do it. And, and if you fail, like it's okay. Like we all, we all fail and, uh, just try again. Yeah. Just try again and stuff. Um, if that's, you know, something you've struggled with in the past and, and stuff like then, then really strive for it because you will be so much happier. Uh, I mean, our lives are completely different. 
I'm there. Total 180. There, we are infinitely more happy. Yeah. Um, I would say after the six month mark of being sober, actually, me and you started coming back to a real relationship with God. Yeah, and that's what I kind of wanted to get to is because yeah. you know, our attempts in the past kind of were all in all like in our own our own effort. Yeah. And for whatever reason, because God is good and he truly never leaves you or forsakes you. Um, well, I personally believe we're all created for this intimate relationship right. with God. And we're meant to like lead these uh, lives of, uh, you know, just love with him. And, and it's it's mystical at times. And and crazy and if you have that real relationship and it's not just you know um it's not churchianity or whatever right um but that that's when like when we start getting back like to our relationship with the lord and allowing him to just speak to us again and or allowing ourselves to hear his voice and all that it filled like this deep void back up in our lives that had we had been filling with alcohol and i i would say for me like that joy that comes from God, like, uh, it's, it's what made things infinitely easier. Not every, I mean, our lives are not perfect. No, no. I mean, geez, I cry probably every day, (laughs) but (laughs) not because of me though. No, no, I just am emotional, but like, I mean, I would say that that was a huge, uh, turning point for sobriety, at least for me. I don't know. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like, you know, we got it in the notes here. It's just, uh, I realized I had been changing or chasing that for the last 10 years, ever since we, you know, got hurt from the church, that relationship. And I didn't realize it. Like I was chasing it in other things, you know, that relationship with God. So, yeah. So yeah, I definitely just didn't want to leave the God part out of it at the end. Um, it was just, uh, almost unexplainable, um, the way he kind of showed up again in our lives. Yeah. And for me personally, I literally just gave him a tiny, tiny, tiny space to, yep. uh, come back into my life. Same. And, um, he ended up coming in like a flood. So, yeah. so, you know, God is there yeah. and he's there to help you and he's there to love you and he's not there to judge you at all. He's, he, he just wants you to, to have the best life you can. And he wants you to be happy and healthy Mm -hmm. and well. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think we've talked about, you know, our experience with, uh, addiction and sobriety about as long as anybody on in the universe of podcasts ever did. It's possible. (laughs) So, uh, maybe we'll write a book one day and maybe, uh, all those other stories we left out. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I, I guess, uh, yeah, we'll wrap this up here, but you know, just if you or somebody, you know, is struggling with addiction on any level, um, there's so many th- things you can do. There's so many things you can do. Most importantly, obviously is to pray for yeah. that person or, or pray. If it's you reach out to God, just ask God for just help. Ask God for help. And then, you know, there's tons of things you can do. I mean, we live in a day and age where there's an infinite amount of information right inside your pocket yep. on your phone. Um, and just reach out, reach out to God, reach out to family, friends. Um, 
feel free to reach out and to f- us. Yeah, feel free to reach out to us. Um, um, you can email us at themessymarriage at gmail. Gmail.com. Um, yep. Or, you know, we're on Instagram and Facebook. You can message us there. Don't um, try to message us on Twitter because we really, we, we never check that. Check that. <laughs> but <laughs> we are there. And we can't fix your life, obviously, no. but we can definitely encourage you in the process yeah, of whatever you're and, going and through. And give you some resources that at least helped us. Yeah. Maybe they'll we're help not, you too. We're not experts We're not here. experts, but, but we made it through. We're just sharing our story. So. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's good. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, if you are listening to this, uh, please don't forget to rate, review, and uh, subscribe to The Messy Marriage. Um, it's really helpful for us. It just helps uh, more people to see our podcast and uh, bumps us up in the algorithm. So we really appreciate it. If you guys do that, we've had some wonderful reviews. And yeah, appreciate those. It's like mind-blowing. I'm We're just like super thankful yeah. for that. And if you're on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, you can follow us at The Messy Marriage. Um, and yeah, you guys be blessed and, and we'll um, see you next time. Yep. We'll see ya. All right. Bye.